Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Joe Oltman. Max is out this week, which means you guys are stuck with me. So um, you get two hours of me uh, pretty much every day. We'll probably have to move things around a little bit. I've got some things that I've got to get handled tomorrow. I'll tell you more about that tomorrow and on Wednesday. But today we're going to have a special gu- we'll have a special guest uh, Moira Hamilton. But before I bring Moira on and, and give you an explanation of who she is, I want to tell you that this uh, podcast is brought to you by MyPillow. And um, you can save up to 66% with code CD21. But I want to even give more of a plug to Mike Lindell. I want to tell you that he is a fearless leader He is a man of God. He is a very principled man and has done everything he can to stand up for Americans, people that will never get the opportunity to say thank you to him. He has served honorably um, and didn't have to. He could have stepped away from this. He should have never gotten involved. And much like what I've done, but probably to a much bigger scale, I mean, I think they do a couple hundred million dollars in revenue every quarter. Um, He has literally put it all in the line to save our country. So... Um, I I just want you to know that if you get a chance to watch uh, on Frank's Beach the symposium that is the 10th, 11th, and 12th, um, Conservative Daily will have a uh, group there that will be going live, and we'll get an inside look on what's happening at the symposium. So with that said, I got to tell you, um, I'm I'm pretty excited that that Mike is going to finally release all the PCAPs and the things related to um, the election fraud. And he put his money where his mouth was, and he put a $5 million reward if anybody can tell us that that information is, is um, false or, or doesn't actually affect the outcome of the election. So with that said, I want to tell you a little bit about, before we bring Moira on, I want to tell you a little bit about Moira. And, um, you know, she's a headmaster and founder of the Liberty, or excuse me, the Hamilton Liberty Academy, um, through, through her years at Northland Pioneer College, the University of Arizona, and graduating also from Columbia University, she has seen firsthand the need for education differences for our youth. As a current teacher, this past year, she has mean, seen uh, many disgraces for youth and their futures. She personally has had enough of the local public school system. Uh, they continuously choose to oppress children instead of uplift them from their possibility them to their possibilities. She has also witnessed a lack of mathematical reading comprehension and any understanding of true history. Um, the focus of the public schools should be more about the lack of possibilities instead of showing them the truth. Many of her colleagues have seen the same around the world, and we believe that it's time for a change. So she is actually being that change. Um, I'm inc- incredibly excited to welcome Moira Hamilton to the show. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So I gave everyone a little bit of background about you, but if you could just give people a, you know, a a brief uh, um, 
history of, you know, what got you involved? What, what created your passion? How did you get involved um, in creating, um, creating the uh, Hamilton Liberty Academy? And um, where are you right now? Like, what are you doing right now? Okay. So this kind of really stemmed off of having children of my own, having children with disabilities of my own and already being a mother and seeing this one side. But being someone and going right into a school system, and granted, you know, with COVID, we all had a different thing, but seeing these kids in high school, which I taught, that didn't know history and couldn't read a number when a, on a price tag or couldn't read at all, and they're about ready to graduate. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And it was so many times that I was like, I, I, you don't know this and you don't know this. And so it just, and they would come to my class crying. How come they're not teaching us how to, to be in the real world? And so it just stemmed this huge desire to go, there needs to be a change, foundations, you know, good heavens. This is, this is horrible that we're sending these kids off to a future of what, right? Impossible. Or no future. I think the, no the, future, the, the, yeah. the, better, the better explanation is that they're sending them off to no future. And how did, how did, I mean, you're a teacher. How did they get through this process, get all the way to where they're graduating and nobody noticed? I mean, when I went to school, people didn't know those things. They had tutor programs. They had after-school programs. And as an athlete, I had an immense amount of opportunity to be connected with some of those programs. How is it that so many of our young people today are being taught about social justice and, you know, how to, how to basically fight against everything, like to become victims, but aren't being taught the basics? How does that happen? Well, in my, my experience... Okay, so first of all, they are being pulled out of, and I saw this a lot with, with, with COVID last year, especially because they were worried about their social emotional learning. So you need to look for this SEL. And they're pulling pulled out of this so that they can learn these different techniques instead of staying in foundational classes. You know, I mean, if you're going to have these classes, make time for them separately from math or English. <laughs> you know, don't pull them out of our, and I've, I've actually had, me, you know, me be shut down so these kids could go somewhere different instead of actually teaching them their lesson that day. So, so, but you're concerned about these kids. Aren't the other teachers concerned about these kids too? I would hope so. I would really hope so. But I, I don't know. I'm being told that I'm so different. I mean, I had so many of my kids go, oh, I can tell you're a brand new teacher. And I said, why? And they said, because you care. And I go, oh my gosh. I mean, Do you stop caring I just almost you... Maybe, maybe after the system beats these people down after 20 years and you have you know, eight forms to fill out every single day and then 300 parents to call every week and there's no actual time to teach, maybe the teachers are getting worn down. But what I'm seeing is when, when your kids can't even count or read, I mean, I thought there were tests that were in place that you couldn't pass third grade in without reading skills or eighth grade without reading skills. But it seems to be that's not their priority. Their priority is, is show them that you have no hope and just, you know, hey, we're going to get through this. I just saw something on the Portland today where the governor has actually said that she's going to change the the requirements to graduate from high school. She's going to dumb it down. I mean, I don't know that this is just saying something I, I read. I don't know if this is true, but good heavens. You know, you can't, we're you can't make it much out. easier than it is right now. You right. can't. And I mean, you really a, can't. It's a crime. It really is. I mean, you know, these, these young children need hope and they have very little. So, you know, you talk about not having hope and I'm going to just say this to you. And I think that what you're, what you're saying is absolutely true. So I grew up in the, the Washington DC area. I grew up rather poor and hope wasn't something we had. 
right? We were always looking for the next villain. We were always looking for the next antagonist around the corner. And, you know, frankly, I'm one of eight in a family of eight in an interracial family. So my dad's black, my mom's white, my whole family's interracial, right? So the, the amount of hope that they strip from some of these schools and through these communities, um, you know, I can identify it now, but when you're in the middle of it, you just don't think that there's possibilities. You don't, you don't right. think about, oh, can I go fly a plane? You know, I could become a pilot or I could be a lawyer or I could be, the only thing that, that people in my neighborhood or around me aspired to be is a mechanic. And hey, you're just you're just lucky you graduated from high school, right? There, there's no possibilities of college unless you played sports. And then obviously they wanted you to go on to college so they could progress and use you as a tool in that system. And, and maybe I'm looking at it wrong, but opportunity and hope, stripping it from people happens in mostly Democrat-controlled environments. Well, now that, that they're trying to equalize that across the country and they're trying to make it so that, hey, it's, it's more important to talk about racism and to make ra kids racist so we can divide our country and gender fluidity, hey, hold on, maybe, you, maybe you're a boy, maybe you're a girl, why don't you, you can be a purple dinosaur if you want to. Um, let's make that more important than the basics of math and science and English. Uh, it, it seems as if it's a purposeful tool and they're using people in order to basically keep people stupid. I mean, is that, am I looking at that wrong? No, um, I think, yeah, it's easier to sway an audience if they're not educated enough to understand. So, you know, and I, I just, right, it's extremely disgraceful what I'm seeing, you know, and the fact that they are literally crying and screaming out that they want more and they want to be prepared for their next steps. And they have, well, not in my class, but they're seeing that in their other teachers' classes. So do you, do you see a lot of fear with the students of what's next in their life and what, what can really be yeah. a possibility when they get out of school? Well, so two things, right? So they don't understand even budgeting. So I taught them budget. And we talked about real life. Okay, so let's say you're not going to go to college and you just want to go get a, an apartment and get a regular job or whatever. Let's talk about this, you know, and, and we broke it down and they're like, I'm sorry, what? And I said, this is this is real, you know, and we kept it as cheap as possible with, you know, or then what about university pathways? So in every class that I had, I would show them university pathways as part of my lessons. You could do this. Or maybe you don't go to university. Maybe you go, you're an electrician. Maybe you're going to be here. But here's all these avenues. Here's all these scholarships waiting for you. And they're like, nobody does this. And I'm like, where's your counselors? Where's your advisors? Nobody's where, doing where this. Where are they? I mean, right? I, exactly. I'm, I'm curious where they are. I think they're being used as, as, you know, I could say political pawns. But you're in the middle of the system. You can see it from inside. You know, are you afraid they're going to start attacking you for stepping out and telling the truth about what's happening to our kids? Well, um, I don't know who's going to attack me. I guess if you're on that certain site and you think that what I'm saying is wrong, then maybe you should go to your school system and check it out for yourself. I think if anything came good from COVID is parents got to finally see what's happening in their school, their children's lives and what their teachers are not teaching. And I see a lot of more parents getting involved with going, what's going on and what's being taught in their school systems. But it's supposed to be education, not indoctrination. Yeah. So talk about the indoctrination. Have you stood up in, your, in the classroom when, I mean, as a teacher, did you stand up and did you, did you get any opposition from principals or, um, you know, other leadership in the school or at the, at the, the uh, county level? Well, no, not me personally. And again, I wasn't in the system too long before I decided to have enough. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, and so what I saw is I tried to show them 
you know, show them just things and talk to them about things. But what really upset me is they don't even know their own heroes. And these kids don't know their own heroes. And so if we had Black History Month and I'm bringing in Stevie Wonder and, and you know, um, Langston Hughes, they're like, I'm sorry, and who? I'm like, okay. You know, they might know the name Martin Luther King, but they don't really necessarily know what he fought for. They didn't think they have the same laws. Now, rights are different than laws. I said, what do you think these people walked for and fought for? You know, and then I had somebody interesting, you know, another student told me after Black History Month, they said, I wish we would have had a month celebration for us. And I was like, oh, right? Because we had a month long celebration for Black History, but they were Native American. And so they're like, well, wait, where's our month celebration? And so you're like, okay, I, you know, we have to really talk about this. You know, where's the fairness for this? You know, and so they really saw this. And then we had, when all of this was going on, it was very light waters where to, you know, to talk to these kids about. But I tried to even bring it to, tell me about your neighborhoods. Are you guys seeing this? You know, let's talk about this. You know, how are you feeling about these things? You know, this one wants this to be a safe space. And they're like, we don't see this in our neighborhood. Now we're in Countryville in North Carolina at the time, but they were saying, we don't see this. I'm like, okay, well, let's let's just move on so it's interesting but you know what the what was the craziest thing is these kids were coming to me fully awake i mean i was like very interested to know i mean one young girl did a presentation where she's like it's the government versus the government versus the people i was like oh who are your parents oh, right that's deep. that's deep deep right right but i was like but they're starting to go hey i'm not not going to do this i'm not going to listen and i'm like i'm so proud to see that they're wanting more they're demanding more, and unfortunately, the public system's not giving it. Well, and and just just so we're clear, the aristocratic elite and their 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 kids are getting the proper education, right? Right. Now, while they're telling that everyone else, I'm trying to help the education, I'm trying to give people opportunities, while indoctrinating with things them with things that have nothing to do with providing them opportunities. So they'll, right. they'll never be a, a doctor. You have a better chance of winning the lottery than being a black doctor from the inner city because they're trying to create an opportunity where you stay yeah. in that realm of that, that washing machine of, yeah. uh, of, of, of no opportunity. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, what's even more amazing is I had three separate classes and one kid wanted to be a fashion designer and one kid had a platform already online. He wanted to sell apparel and the other one was a logo designer. And I'm like, you three need to meet and made it happen. I said, you are growing up in a generation where I did not have this, where you could do this now. Why are you waiting? If that's your dream, go for it. And they're like, nobody talks to us about our dream. I said, well, it's my job as your teacher to educate you so you're prepared to go and get that dream. But, you know, I hope there's other teachers. I know that there's got to be other teachers. You know why? Because I have a crew that believe like me. But it just doesn't seem to be the main, main school's teacher, which it should be. Yeah. So, so tell us about, tell us about the Hamilton Liberty Academy. Okay. So it's a private academy and it's nationwide online high school. And so a reason I did it private is I just felt that going through charter, I was still dictated to what the standards were and the common core standards from the school districts. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to give these kids something different. So it's an art integrated school so that we don't have to sit there and constantly test these kids nonstop. We can do different things, do integrated projects where they can learn differently, adapt differently, retain information more, and blend our courses together so that we are, if they're talking about this in history, then I'm talking about this in English, and we're all kind of helping with this retention. 
Um, we're through two different kinds of applications for accreditation. That's why we're not taking seniors. You know, we want to make sure we're accredited so they can go on. We're taking 9th through 11th. But we have two different programs, I mean, two different timelines. So we can take West Coast and East Coast, and that's about what we can do right now until I hire a whole bunch of staff. But we, found, we really want to focus on three things, faith, foundation, and families. And faith, I mean, building faith, even these kids, building faith in yourself, let alone in the creator, but in yourself. And family, the ones that came before you, fought for the things for you, the founding ones that came before you, you know, teaching them those real principles and pride, you know, of what you have and where you live. And then, of course, foundations. I want my students to be able to know budget. In fact, our seniors are going to be required to take an adulting 101 and 102 class. So they learn domestic things plus budget plus pathways. So we are really, really excited. And we have done this in four, what, when did we talk last? Four or five months. Yeah. We just jammed on it. And so, and we're also excited to say that so many people are excited to sponsor a student that we have 20 full scholarships to offer. Wow. Okay. So how, yeah. many, how many students do you have now in, enrolled in the program? Well, I have a waiting list of about okay. 20. I mean, okay. we're wanting to take about 60 and we're, we've got sponsors for 20 scholarships. So this would be the time to get on it, right? School starts September 13th. So 9th and through, through 11th. 9th through 11th. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, and, Monday through Thursday. All right. And, and it's Monday through Thursday. Right. What What's the time? So they... Well, so we have two different kinds. So we have it set up so for the East Coast. Describe, if you could, just describe the 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 how the curriculum. What, what does a day look like for a student, right? Um, so my daughter who just signed up, she'll be taking American history, okay. and then our algebra teacher is from South Africa. They teach science okay. and math together, so it's biology one and algebra one together, and then she'll be taking Spanish, okay. and then she'll be taking health and nutrition, which is like also a cooking class, and then an honors class with me, which is um, uh, American literature and geography with honors. So okay. that's her day, so Monday these, through Thursday. Are these IB program uh, honors classes? In other words, is it like well, a, it's, I have to go through a year. So you're brand new. And okay. so nobody can really accredit you or go through until you have stuff to give them. So we can apply and be under application status or candidacy status, you know, with like NAPS and, and with Virginia. But, you know, next year I'll be golden. So the, another reason why we're not taking seniors, but we right. have two lines. We'll have an honors track and we'll have your standard track. And then, oh, I'm sorry. One more thing. We are a year round school. We're only done in August. And we really believe that gap is a problem, a real problem. So we have decided that, you know, there's definitely different times you get your breaks and stuff throughout the year, but trying to make, you know, I feel like we're, we're making up for lost time here. So, well, so that, that, that brings me to, yeah, you, you are making up for lost time. And so you have kids that are already behind. They're coming to you behind, right? So you have right. to catch them up first before you can actually drop them into the curriculum. So, and I assume that all of this is done online and then you have some interaction mm -hmm. that happens. Does that happen through Zoom rooms or does that happen through? It does. It does. So it's all live okay. instruction. Um, and so our teachers, everything will be done through Zoom. Uh, we'll be sending you supplies. Most of your readings and everything will be all digital. But we'll be sending you all of your art supplies and things like that. And I have a donor, cross my fingers, that we might be able to get computers in a few months for everyone. So that's fantastic. But at this point, you'll have to use your own computer. Okay. But it's coming along, and people are super excited to make this change. 
And you'll be actually working with me. If we're working in English, we might be reading and doing creative writings, or we might be doing painting, you know, or in science, you might be doing chemistry and color theory, you know? And so we have some different, um, besides the GROW curriculum, there's an arts integration curriculum that we really like as well to give us some help with that as well. Okay. So what's, what's the goal for next year? I mean, this year, your threshold is 60 students, right? Yeah. What's right. your goal for next year? Well, you know, with, with just my team, we were kind of thinking 100, but we know that we're going to grow so much that we're already thinking this five-year plan might be getting way more teachers and it might be 200, you know, and we just do the step-by-step. -step. We might even have different divisions. Um, but in the five-year plan, we definitely like to have up to our, a thousand, like a regular school, regular high school, and develop that and hire accordingly. I have a few that are graduating right now that are in some calculus classes and things like that. But... I'll tell you, we are a unique group of people. We all belong to an international honors club called okay. Golden Key. And it's not that you have to be to hide, you know, to work with me, but part of Golden Key's philosophy is service education and leadership, you know, and this is just, it changed my life. It really helped me really start thinking and focusing on the community with these kids. So, so how are you, how are you identifying students and the, is there a process that they have to go through? Or how are you identifying those kids to, to fit the program? Is there a, a application process? Do you find kids that are behind? Are you looking for kids that are at certain developmental stages that you can bring in? What does um, that look like? So there is an application process and then you can get that online. If you just go under admissions, you can see the application process there. Um, but I'm really looking for, especially with these sponsors, um, not everyone can afford our tuition and everybody needs a really good education. So I'm looking for those ones that are like, we have tried everything. You know, I know a few personal ones I'll make some phone calls to too, that are like, we've tried everything and please help. My kid doesn't learn that way. I wanna know those mom and dads. I wanna know those children, you know, and I will definitely see everything we can do. Having disabled children of my own, you know, I've seen, I've seen some issues, even with just a, a I guess, you know, not major disabilities, but just learning that whole memorizing and testing is, is just not for most. Right. And so it's an adaptive learning style. And you, I mean, are, are you, and, I, and I'm only going to say this because, you know, part of the things that I've done in education, I've actually given away and, and sponsored children to get a, get an educate a private school education and step away from the public schools. Cause I think the public schools, frankly, 90% of them are complete trash, right? They do not set yeah. kids up for success. You have some charter systems, but um, what's, what is the, I'm gonna back up for a minute. Do, do, they, do you also have the ability to have an interconnect so they can do sports and still be involved in extracurricular activities if they're a student with you? So yes, yeah. so from what I found out with, with private schools, they have every access to the public schools and their sports facilities right? You know, and their teams. They can't deny them. And so locally, you know, and I can go and reach out to any of these kids. So let's say I have a kid that's not in my, my state, I can reach out to their local district and right. say, by law, you have to allow this child to be in sports. But being online, unfortunately, I don't have a building, but I felt that this was better to reach out to more students. Unfortunately, um, sports are gonna have to be something that's in your community. My daughter is signed up for our community sports. So have you thought you know? about building a process that encourages them to get involved and in giving them a kind of a, a tool set of here are the people you need to contact or creating a liaison or a counselor that can help them kind of facilitate that through um, different um, coaching or, or, you know, athletic directors or creating partnerships with different areas? 
Well, you know, I am creating different partnerships all the time and I do know some, some local ones. I will reach out to anybody who wants to be a part of this to help these children so that we can mend those bridges and make all the possibilities available for them. You know, but I'm finding new ones all the time. You know, locally, yes, I have my community college that has reached out to really want to bridge with that. Yeah. And that really makes me excited. So, and then, you know, also too, with my, my local, like the Little League and community ones, they have reached out to really work with me to promote that locally. And I can do everything in my power to help other, other communities. Um, are most of your kids coming from, I mean, I have lots of questions. I mean, I think this is absolutely brilliant no. that you've done this in five months. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And you're actually doing something. You're stepping up and saying, right. look, I know that there's a problem. I know that they're indoctrinating your kids. I was a teacher in that system. The, the teachers don't seem to care, right? Everyone's looking at you like, why do you care? Get back in your lane, <laughs> which, which is what I feel like. They're, they're like, hey, don't worry about these kids. Just worry about your retirement. Very, very selfish, right? right? And you're right. like, no, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to educate these kids and give them an opportunity to have something in the future, right? Right. So well, that's my goal in life. <laughs> it, it, as it is my goal, right? And stepping out takes right. a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage because right. you will get a lot of flack. And I don't think you understand how big the flack against you is going to come. They're going to try and pinpoint you or pin pigeonhole you. Um, they're going to create a political ideology around what you're doing. It's not going to become about the kids. They're going to, I'm just going to tell you what's coming, right? And right. you're probably like, okay, I'm prepared for it. I don't know if you really understand the preparation that you have to go through in order to step in battle with people that really just want to destroy people's lives. But it's coming. Well, I could tell you, I could tell you this much. I have fought some serious, I, I shouldn't say demons, but when you have seen the atrocities my kids have gone through before we got them and to battle their demons, to battle them, to get them on a healthy life, there is nothing more scary to me than the demons of the devil. And if I can sit there and fight those and make it this far, you know, to preserve children's lives, then I guess be doing something right. And if they want to help, I hate me for educating children so that they can count and they can read. Well, I guess they're just going to hate me. Well, they, they are, they are going to hate you. I mean, I'm just telling you right now, they're going to hate you and they're going to hate you because they don't want to save the kids. I mean, we, they, and, and I look, I, I don't mean to assign, everything to the democrat party right but i'm going to assign everything to the democrat party because if they had courage they would have they would have pushed this out so they're allowing this this perversion of their ideologies to be overtaken by radicalism right and so our kids now have become political pawns they become pawns in the game of the aristocratic elite and so they don't want people to become educated they don't want people to know the truth because that is not something that's controllable. That's not something that actually gets away from conflict, which is why we, I don't, I don't see that you put up the, Josh, I don't actually see the header on here at all. There's no header that, that talks about um, uh, Moira at all. Like there's nothing, you know, the Chiron that goes on the bottom, it's not there. I figured you'd want to know that, right? Okay. So Max is out. So Max and Josh typically go through this from an hour beforehand. And since he's out for the week, he has me. And I don't push the buttons the same way Max does. But you push buttons. I push buttons, but not those buttons. Okay. So you have, you have a five-year five strategic plan. Let's go back to this because I'm, I'm really interested in yes. this. And your goal in this is to choke off the public school education system, to, to choke off the beast, right? Um, right. 
to give people an opportunity to have opportunity in their future. And as we start looking at the, the, the opposition that you're going to get, um, let's prepare for it. Let's talk about it right now. So they're going to tell you, they're going to tell you that the kids are not going to get proper education because they're not going to be taught critical race theory. So Moira, what do you think about that? They're not going to be taught critical race theory. They're not going to be taught that they have a different gender. Um, how are you going to address those social problems that we have in our society today? Well, so first of all, I don't believe in oppression for any child. You know, I believe that any child can reach their goals and reach their dreams with people who believe in them. So why do we need to oppress any of them? Why do we need to have somebody think that they're going to be judged versus the color? And then this one's going to be damned for their color. Why do we need to talk about that at all? Why can't we just talk about how wonderful they are and give them that bright future and have hope and show them that we believe in them? And then give them the tools to actually be able to execute on that hope. I don't That's know why right. you would, what you would want to make sense. Make sense. I'm, I'm really disappointed that you would that would, you would use such inflammatory words like hope. Oh my gosh, hope is everything. I mean, you know, I, I even think that we were told we need to have hope, right? We're we're going to be in this together. But hope is everything. If you don't have hope, you don't have your dreams. You don't have a belief. You can't see a path. You can't, you know, even fathom a future. You know, you need to have hope and faith within yourselves. Well, I, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to follow you, but I really just think you're trying to destroy the kids by making them have good tools. Well, I'm really sorry about that, but if I can show them the scholarships <laughs> and the pathways, then I'm going to show them exactly how to get into school. But exactly this is how ridiculous, this is how ridiculous this radical leftist agenda is, yes. is that they will fight against you. And, and you know what, Moira, you're a racist because you're actually trying to do this to, to, you know, promote others and oppress others or promote some and oppress others. So, I mean, please tell me, please, I'm starting to feel the racism starting to creep in. I feel like you're really racist right now. Well, you know, I've been called that before too, as I'm headlining the international (laughs) arts festival and I have mixed children. But what, you know, I, now you're, you're a half racist then you're not even, (laughs) I can't make you a full racist. I got to give you half. I'm not even going to give you all of it. Right. No, no. Right? I adopted them, so it makes it even worse. Oh you my know? gosh! Now oh, you're trying to change the world. Now you're appropriating things. <laughs> I mean, this is really right. just—I'm—I am right. mortified right now. I am mortified. Right. They were, well, they were supposed to die, and two of them are in college, so I think I'm doing really, really terribly. You, you, you know? are. How dare right. you give no. somebody an opportunity? How dare you? Right. And show them how to do it for free. I, There's a lot I of scholarships out there too. I just, this is absolutely, this is unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable right. that you would want to help people. I don't, right. I don't get it. Not to exactly. say that you're helping people, but actually help people. It's, it's really, truly my life's mission. After adopting my children and them helping change me, I'm like, as many kids as I can help find their dream. That's been my goal. And I'm doing it. And, you know, if, if I'm not for you, I'm not for you. But there's going to be many kids I am for. There are many kids that just can't sit in front of a computer and sit there and just all day long test, 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 so they can pass the test. And I know personally there are some schools that do that because my kids were in one. But you know what? Not Maybe not every school is like that, but my school for sure is not going to be like that. And so, these kids are going to know. So I was looking – I was looking uh, – um, I, I, I was looking at your statement of faith. Right. Yes. So you obviously know that faith means a lot to me. 
right? Yes. I walk in faith, I act in faith. And, um, you know, frankly, it's difficult at times. But you, when you, when you put in your statement of faith the fundamental beliefs that we have as a nation. So I can read them or you can read them, but I'd like to read them if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. We believe in the creator of all things. We believe in faith and the principles of faith building. We believe in our freedoms, freedom of speech, religion, and in our country's foundations. We believe that all are created equal and have the opportunity of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So it's pretty inclusive. It's very inclusive, yeah. um, meaning you accept people where they are, not where you want them to be, but you establish the entire, it's the first thing that, by the way, inside of the handbook, it's nearly the first thing. You have a mission statement that you walk through. You have the vision of what it can actually do for a child. You have the code of ethics, and then boom, statement of faith, right? Okay. And, right. and you know, I think that one of the things that has gotten us on this path of being able to be infiltrated by this radical evil agenda is that we've stepped away from faith. So, so how do you, how, let's go through a, a given day if I can. I mean, if, if, it's, if it's okay, if I can go through it. Mm -hmm. when, when, you, when you go through a given day with, with the students, how do you incorporate that statement of faith into, a, in, into the Monday through Thursday, the, the, how the kids engage? Well, you know, first of all, my husband and I really want to start with the Pledge of Allegiance every morning. That's pretty important to us. Stop, stop. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. That is oppressive. I'm it's reporting a you. School. More, hello? Please? Well, More, yes. <laughs> okay. I mean there, it says something about, you know, one nation under God. I mean, that's kind of really, you know, important. And so you have to understand, not only that I grew up, my father was in the military, his whole family, but mm -hmm. my husband's related to Alexander Hamilton. So we really have a belief in our country. But when you have loved ones that have fought for this country and have loved ones that have died for this country and you've grown up with this, you know, it's not necessarily sometimes even about conservative versus um, liberal. It sometimes it's just having that root, those cultures, that family, that belief, no. that belief in your creator, that that just grounds you. Because really, truly, what matters in this life, I think, is your family, you know, and and what you believe, and knowing that you're not alone in this world. You know that you know there is a God above. How you believe in that God is your choice, but there's a God above. You're not alone. And you're here to do great things. I believe in that. And so we talk about that. And I don't necessarily have to say your religion a certain say, you know, okay, but I can say you're not alone. You know, somebody, you can always talk to the creator. You can always talk to God. You can always be there. And we're here to help you. We're here to help you and show you that you can have faith in yourself. Let me show you these principles. And by yep. being an example, do this. Well, and I think that the school has long become a, um, you know, they, they want to, they want to strip, and I talk about the public school system because I think it's, it, it is more pronounced there. They want to strip, strip our society of God, right? Take God out of the equation. But yet they want to become the arbiter of truth and reality and ethics and morality. And you, those two don't go, they, they don't go hand in hand. I don't know how you can say, I'm teaching you how to be good. But by the way, I'm going to take out the principles that, you know, the, the Ten Commandments, the basic principles of of being a good person, we're gonna take that out and we're gonna recreate a new one, right? But this is the new idea of how to be a good person. And oh, by the way, we're, we're not gonna teach you about God because we think that's irrelevant, right? That's what's happening in the public school system is that they wanna teach people to be ethical, but they wanna choose what ethical looks like. It, it, it looks like, you know, Narcon stations and drugs on every corner, uh, lack of education or understanding of math, science, just basic uh, history. 
Um, yet on the other side, they want to strip it from God. So I, I'm actually not saying that we should walk into the school system and put up a cross outside of every school. And I, that's actually not what I advocate for. What I advocate for right. is a freedom of religion and a freedom right. of that expression inside of school. And by taking that away yeah. from children, we're actually oppressing them. We're, we're forcing them down a path where they never get an opportunity to know God, know Jesus, right? And I think, I think right. that's, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say by using, using even terminology like the creator, you've now honored everybody yeah. who believes, you know, and I don't want to insult anybody for religion. I want to say that you're totally welcome to come and be a part of this, but I want you to be able to honor that too. Honor yeah. your family custom. So I, I'm going to stop for a quick ad break. Give me a second here. So today's podcast is again sponsored by Air Care, Air Medcare Network. Uh, do you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road? Do you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors? Health insurance won't always cover the cost of emergency medical flight, uh, but with the Air Care, Air Medcare Network, you're covered. For as little as $85 a year, your whole household will, household will be covered. And in case you ever need to be air medical transport, um, you just use the, the promo code daily and you'll receive also a $50 e-gift card back when you sign up today. You can sign up at www.airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily. And I got to tell you, I have signed up for Air, Care Med Net Air Medcare Network. I, I can never get that right. I always do it backwards. But I have signed up for it. I got the multi-year deal. Um, some would say, Joe, you probably need it because you step out a little bit uh, with a lot of courage. And um, as a result, you become a target. You're right. Um, I, I think that I do it more because it protects my entire family. And if we're on vacation, no matter where we are, it'll also pay to bring you back to your home state. So if you get a chance to check them out, please do. Um, they've been a long-term sponsor of the show, and what they're doing is absolutely great. And it's uh, it's cost-effective. It's like insurance, obviously. So if you don't use it, it was the the best. Um, at least you have it. If you have to use it and you don't have it, that's when you run into a problem. Okay, Moira, back to you. Sorry, we have to do that that ad read. And um, we we have another sponsor that's going to be coming up. By the way, that I think is interesting, and that'll be the. Uh, uh, pray in Jesus' name, uh, Chaps Klingerschmidt, that's going to be coming on the show as well. Um, so that'll happen in the next week or so. All right, so we, we, we walk through what the school is, how many students you're going to have the first year. How many instructors do you have? There is five of us. Okay, awesome. And there, each one of us are on the website, all with a master's degree or higher. Um, and we're really excited to come from South Africa. And that's very nice to have an international, right? Yeah. Cultural and diversity and it's fine as I always say, celebrate. We should celebrate cultural and diversity. But I've been around the world and I, I just really want people to have that same passion that just has that same drive as I do. Our love with teaching these kids how to be successful. All right, so th let's talk about cost. What does it cost to put each child through this program? It's 13,000 a year. 13,000 a year. Is there any state yes. programs or sponsorships that, or excuse me, state programs or state dollars that have been, that you can apply for, for the school? Actually, I have looked. I've looked up in many different states because of being nationwide. I know that at least in the states I'm looking for, uh, are looking at, I've had a few inquiries out of North Carolina, um, Georgia, and Virginia. And from what I'm seeing, there are, and only tax refunds, but there are a few programs that you can, now how big those scholarships are, I don't know. But like I said earlier, I have amazing sponsors, an amazing board. They are also listed on my website, but 
they have found us 20 scholarships, funders wow. for 20 scholarships. So, so, so $13,000 a year, you've got $260,000 that you've been able to procure for those 20 scholarships. And That's those are, correct. those are 20 right now that are available for students, correct? That's correct. All right. So yes. here, here, can you tell Apply everyone? Online, ask info. Go ahead. Yeah. Can you actually tell us where to go? What, what, where they can go to the website or pass that information on? Um, yeah, absolutely. So you can go to hamiltonlibertyacademy.com. Sorry, and I'm, you can personally email me. Go ahead. No, keep going. Keep going. HamiltonLibertyAcademy.com. And you can email me at headmaster. Yeah, headmaster at HamiltonLibertyAcademy.com. I could have made that smaller, but I want, really wanted everyone to hear Hamilton Liberty Academy. Pretty proud of that. Yeah, and you, you should know, being be. a Hamilton. Absolutely. Right. Being a Hamilton. Bringing Hamilton That's to right. it. And, and one of the things that I can right. say... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, um, I was just also, I mean, I've been really, um, I have a lot of artwork too. I don't know if anybody has seen that. I've sent that your way too. And I'll probably be auctioning those off as well so that um, we can also raise more money. We do have a donation spot if you'd like to sponsor a student, but I'm really working on like um, some kind of podcast or Zoom session where you can see my artwork, maybe have an auction. Okay, so you have a place where you can actually make donations. I'm on the website. That's where correct. is where is that donation? Go under more, okay. and it'll be your very last donations. All right, go under more, and you then can you sign up for donations. our newsletter. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so you 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 currently you currently have twenty scholarships available. Uh, schools mm -hmm. open on September thirteenth. That's when school starts. Correct. So you've got about 30 days until then to walk through it. Is there, and, and I see in the, in the process that there's a, a tuition, but no application process that I can see on the website. Is there an application process that they have to go through? Do the parents have to get any recommendations? Um, at this time, no, because I'm taking applications and I'm a brand new school. And so I'm kind of seeing what I have in, you know, maybe that's the pessimist inside of me. Maybe it's you telling me people are going to hate me, I, you know, but yeah. I'm just kind of seeing who really needs me. And I'm here for that. And I'm willing to hire and have people on the sidelines to hire more teachers to take more students if we need it. So I'm very excited about that. But, um, you know, there is, so if you go on that same thing, like under admissions, there's some right there on the left, there's a button that pops that says apply here. You can do that. Or okay. um, you can scroll down on the very left. There's like um, admissions button. Okay. Right above tuition. So that whole thing is part of the process. That will be part of your application. And that will also be part of your tuition agreement. If you have won a scholarship, you will not need to do a tuition agreement. Okay. Um, and and the, when we and get our computers, I have a, a sponsor hopefully giving us some computers. I'm, I've heard good news about that. You will have a computer agreement as well. Okay, we'll be loaning those out. I look on here and it talks about one of the things that I think is really important is for kids to um, explore other languages. And I look at yes. the languages part of here and you have Afrikaans, which is, uh, by the way, the, the native language in uh, South Africa. Is there right. is there another any other languages that you're going to be adding to this or? So, yes, um, Spanish. You can okay. um, learn Spanish and Afrikaans. Um, I do have a teacher that is working on their PhD, but they are Japanese and Spanish. And then All also right. I have a sign language that um, 
we're working on getting a sign language teacher on board as well. So language is really great, but to learn Afrikaans, and this is another professor out of South Africa. I'm so excited because I, like I said, I really believe in celebrating cultures and diversity. So why not? Right? A hundred percent. And I think that, I mean, I, again, I, I knew about Afrikaans. I spent a lot of time in the Middle East and Africa. I speak Arabic. Um, so I learned Arabic yeah. by, yeah, from, from uh, being over there. I actually learned uh, using Rosetta Stone, if you can believe it. You have okay. you know, 12, 13 hours that you're in the air. And uh, I would mm -hmm. sit there for all 12 or 13, um, going through all my numbers and letters and speaking, and people would look over at me because <laughs> you're speaking Arabic on a plane that's flying from the United States. We're like, what is this guy doing? Um, right. So I would do that with my headphones on and my computer, my laptop on there. Um, but uh, yeah, I do believe that kids need to have other languages. I also seem, think that there's, you know, some programs that you can build in. I, I'm not telling you what to do, but build in programs where they can do um, uh, distance learning uh, going to other countries yes. as well. So, so we already have that. <laughs> Our right. five-year plan is if things go well, we would love to be able to take you to South Africa on your 11th year. And your 10th year, we would like to be able to take you to Costa Rica. One of our board members um, does study abroad from the University of Arizona. And it's so funny because I was thinking about learning Spanish and I thought I had learned Spanish until I went to Cuba. I was there for two, a little over two months and I did not, you know, no, I didn't know Spanish. <laughs> you know, by the time I left, I did. But my, my yeah. mother there, my house mother, she would tease me and have to talk to me like a baby. I'm like, okay. But, you know, until you go to the actual country, then it really sinks in. And so we really wanted to bring that to our students as well. So if you've taken two years of Afrikaans, we will add a study abroad and hopefully things go well where we can actually do that. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, um, do you have any final thoughts you want to give us? I know that we're up against the, the first hour. I just want to say that I'm congratulations on doing something this quick. Uh, I know that we're starting a school in Colorado that FEC United uh, impact in education is starting a school. We've got 60 some odd acres that's been donated to us um, to have a uh, K through 12. And so I know that what you're doing, even not being in, in a brick and mortar is, is like moving mountains, especially having to go through the process right. of getting accredited in most, multiple states and things like that. So my hat's off to you, but la I'll give you the final word um, for everyone that's listening. Well, that's just a very good example. The passion that we've had to be able to do this in a short amount of months, just goes to show you the passion our teachers have to educate your children. If we can do this in this amount of time, can you imagine what we could do with your youth? And that is truly our mission is to make sure that they are ready for whatever future they decide, but they're prepared adults to make that next step. So I encourage you to at least give me a call, send me an email. I would love to chat with you and see how I can make your child's future possible. Awesome. And then you can share it and you can go to the Hamilton Liberty Academy.com. Um, if you want to learn more as well. Thank you for coming on. God bless you. And thank you for all the work that you're thank doing you. to protect um, the lives of our young people. You too, my friend. I see you. Right. I do. <laughs> I appreciate it. Have all a right, great one. Care. Thank all you. Right, God bless you. Bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the prayer rally with Art Pavlowski in Portland, Oregon. And for those of you that don't know, it was, I was fired up. I was fired up on Saturday. Um, I, I put out a pot, I put out a, a live video on conservative daily and I had to take it down and I took it down because frankly, I let my emotion get the best of me. There was children there. There was women there. Um, and they were, these Antifa, uh, trash bags were throwing flashbangs at women and children. 
They were pepper spraying people. They took the equipment that did not belong to them. They threw it in the, in the uh, river that's right next to where they were, they were set up. But more importantly, I want to talk to you in that hour about what we observed at the park in Portland. See, we have a growing problem in our society. That problem is the infiltration and infection of our judiciary and how they push down on the police and how the police treat the average American while protecting, standing next to, and becoming a part of Antifa. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna tell you right now that the Portland PD, the Portland DA, and the judiciary system is so compromised in that area that it reminds me of organized crime. They use their muscle, these goons, in order to force down and hurt everyday Americans that were there to only pray. It started with the police pushing them down a half a mile from the original site, where it would have been in full view of the public to see how Antifa was attacking, antagonizing, and brutalizing women and children. But instead, they moved them a half mile down the river and said it would be a better place, cornering them. Unfortunately, fortunately enough, we were able to get out of there. There was some injuries. There were some injuries to a child. And yet you saw two police officers standing in a corner that were smirking and laughing while people were being attacked. This is what our country has come to. It has come to a place where the perversion of everything that we deal with is then carried back down to us as people. And we're supposed to just put up with it. So when we come back on the second hour. Um, we're going to have uh, Greg that was there, Apollo that was there. He's going to join us on the podcast. We're going to share some video, uh, but we're going to talk about, you know, the things that happened in Portland and it's time that we, we, we stop pretending that these people are Americans that are attacking Americans. They're not Americans. They're evil, evil communists, and we need to treat them like that. We'll be back after this. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top.